Well, we've got to part two of our encounter series this morning. And uh, like that video we just saw of Aaron, we're going to be showing a few more videos of that, of just different people here in the church and just how they've encountered God. And many of us, we've encountered God in different ways. And last week we saw how uh, a, a, a woman had encountered God in the midst of, of a sickness that had just consumed her life for 12 years. And today we're going to look at somebody else who has encountered God, a totally different type of person. Not this poor little woman who has just been consumed by a sickness for 12 years, who life just really hit her, and, uh, and her life suddenly started being defined by this sickness until she encountered God. This week we're, we're dealing with a whole new kettle of fish. And uh, this person, he was a person, first he was a guy, and he wanted to watch God from a distance. He didn't want to get up close and see Jesus. He wanted to go from a distance and just peek and see what was going on. He had heard about Jesus, and he wanted to just find out what was this Jesus all about. This guy, he had, he had let his life just become one big mess. He had made some wrong choices, and his life was one big mess. He was a boy who grew up in church. He learned all about God and all about the laws of God. But now he was a place where he wasn't even thinking about God. Yet a chance encounter with Jesus Christ changed this life's man forever. This man's life forever. How many of you have ever kind of wanted to watch something without anybody like knowing that you're watching? How many peeping like Tom's have we got here this morning? You know, you've always got that neighbor. You've got that neighbor, you hear something outside, you open the curtain, you're like, you're looking through, and someone looks over and you shut the curtain. We used to have like neighbors like that growing up, and I'm telling you, you couldn't get anything past them at all. You know, on the phone, if we were doing anything mischievous, on the phone to my parents straight away. Now, I think guys are the worst, especially husbands. Husbands are the worst of this because they'll sit in their couch, on the couch, their wife will be watching a chick flick, They'll be on the computer or their phone or they'll be reading like ESPN or Men's Health or something. But secretly, they're watching the chick flick because they actually like chick flicks. And guys like chick flicks. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm letting the secret out this morning, guys. Especially Brandon. Brandon likes chick flicks. I'm like, I'm telling you. He does. And, uh, and, and he, he'll just sit there. But he's open about it. And he also likes glee as well. So that's like bad. So love you, Brandon. And, uh, but, but guys are the worst. They're like, they'll, they'll look. And I went to India like in 2000 and we had these like big crusades where we were preaching and, and, uh, and there was all these crowds from these villages came out. And it's really strange because all the women, there was like no chairs. They all sat on the floor. All the women came and sat in the middle and all the children, but all the guys, none of them would come and sit. None of them would get any near. And we had like lights like this. And so you couldn't see out, but they would stand behind the lights and they would stand behind trees, and they would just watch. And because they, did, they wanted to hear, and they were interested in what was going on, but they didn't want to be seen. And this man was exactly the same. Actually, this man, he was what we, what we would call a sinner. Now, he wasn't your average sinner. He wasn't the guy that, you know, a little white lie here and there, uh, you know, said, said a bad word once in a while. This guy was like a big dog sinner. I mean, he was a sinner to, to the maximum. And he knew he was a sinner, but yet he continued sinning more and more and more and doing bad things. In fact, this man's name was Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus was, uh, was, was a man who everybody knew was a sinner. 
But yet one day he knew that Jesus was coming to town. And he wanted to take a look at this Jesus. And he didn't want to... He, he didn't want to be like at the front with all the women, screaming women, like, ah. And he wanted to stay at the back and see what was going on. He wanted to check this Jesus out for himself, but he was not ready to commit to, 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 to being one of Jesus' groupies at the time. And so like the husband who sits on the couch watching the chick flick, Zacchaeus decided to climb a tree. So he wouldn't be noticed, but yet he wanted to see what was going on. And we'll pick this story up in, uh, if you've got your Bibles, in Luke chapter 19. In Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 9. It says there, Luke chapter, Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 9. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, come down quick, quickly, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were dis- displeased. He has gone to be a guest of uh, of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. So what we find out, we find, we find just a little information about this man, Zacchaeus. First thing we know, he is called a notorious sinner. He's not just called a sinner, he's called a notorious sinner. Now back in the, in the like 90s, I kind of went through phases and in my life, and one of them was a rap phase. I thought I'd become like a, a white rapper. And, uh, and so, you know, I started to listen to some Tupac and some notorious B.I.G., and, and when I read this, all I could think was, like, notorious B.I.G. And for those of you who don't know who that is, then that's fine. I mean, like, don't even bother. They're like, knowing. But when I was reading this, he's a notorious sinner. I was like, he's like a gangster. He's like, he's not just a G, he is an O.G. And uh, he's like an original gangster. This guy is, is, like, notoriously known for being a bad guy. And so first thing we know is that, Zacchaeus is not a nice guy. Zacchaeus is a bad guy. Second thing we know, we know he is is not just a crook. He is a successful crook. He was actually what we call a chief tax collector. And he wasn't like a manager at the IRS. He was was something much different to that. What happened in the Roman times, they uh, they wanted to collect taxes from all the region. And the, the Roman Empire had invaded this region of Judea. And, uh, and now they set up camp there. And now they wanted to take taxes from these people. And instead of the Romans just going around and spending their own money and their own resources collecting taxes, what they did, they hired companies to go and collect taxes for them. And they would be in, like independent contractors. And what these independent contractors would, then they would have people working for them. It's almost like, like a Mary Case scheme or something like that, you know, and, uh, and, you know, they would have someone like a director and then people working for them underneath. 
And this is what they would And so Zacchaeus, being a chief tax collector, he was like the guy who was like the, the, the big guy, and he had people working underneath him. So he probably got to a place like, if you like know Mary, my sister's in Mary Kay, and she like, she like got a pink Cadillac and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, she's like way out there. And, uh, and, and, and so she, but I call her a crook. I think she's a crook because she didn't do any selling. She like gets all these people to do it for her. And I think this is like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus would have had people working for him. And he was just sat in his office collecting the money, driving his pink Cadillac, watching his chick flicks. No, I'm only kidding. And, uh, but he was a successful crook. And the problem was with these tax collectors, these tax collectors weren't Romans. They were in fact Jews. And they were people from the, the, the region of Judea. And so the Jewish people hated these people even more. Firstly, because the Romans had come and invaded their country. Now you've got their own people turning their backs on them and actually working for the Romans. So the people hated tax collectors with a passion. And so if there was a tax collector around or walking down the street, they would cross over the other side. They did not associate with tax collectors. They did not speak with tax collectors. And all they knew is when the tax collector came, that they would be a little short of change in their pocket because the tax collector would come and take money from them. We also know from this scripture that Zacchaeus wasn't just a crook, he was rich. The Bible says that Zacchaeus was a rich man. Zacchaeus had a lot of money because he, he, had, uh, he had stolen from a lot of people or taken money from a lot of people. And Jesus says, what he once said, he said, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter heaven. And he was figuratively speaking. And the reason is, is because a rich man may have to give up everything that he has ever earned. And so for Zacchaeus to come and find God, this was almost an impossible thing. And the last thing we know, Zacchaeus was a short man. He couldn't see over the, like, the, the, top, the, the tops of everybody else, so he had to climb a tree. And, uh, and, and I kind of know what that's like because I'm kind of short. And, uh, and I always had a complex when growing up short. So I remember once, and, and I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I, I'm going to anyway. So I, I, I got into, like, I wanted to, like, have these cowboy boots. And, uh, and my parents were coming, going to Texas. I'm like, bring me back some cowboy boots. Bring me back some cowboy boots. And they're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I just want cowboy boots. Well, they brought these back. They were kind of like almost like dress shoes, but they were, they were boots. But they had, like, an extra, like, two inches on the heels. And, uh, and so I used to like wear them everywhere to go because it used to make me like, instead of like, at the time I was like five, six, it made me five, eight. And I was like, whoa, you know? And so, uh, and so I don't know why I told you that anyway, but he was short. He was short. But however, even though this scripture defines Zacchaeus like this, this is who I believe Zacchaeus was. I believe Zacchaeus was a man who made some poor choices and the religious community around him had kind of kicked him out. He was a man who made some poor choices and the religious community around him had kind of kicked him out. I believe that they had pushed him out because when you became a tax collector, you were no longer allowed in the community. You weren't even allowed in the synagogue. You weren't allowed to go to church. But yet this man, he went from bad to worse. His life just got spiraled out of control. And I believe that his life just became uglier and uglier. But this is what I believe the church really should be. I believe the church should be a place where people love, they comfort, and they don't point fingers. I believe instead the church should be a place or a community of people that leads others to encounter Jesus Christ. Not push them away from God, but lead them to God. 
And no matter what they've done, if they're a tax collector like Zacchaeus, or if, if they're a sinful woman like the woman who came and, 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 gave all, and put all the oil on Jesus' feet, no matter what they've done in their lives, the church should be a place where we bring people to God, not push them away from God. But yet, this community had pushed Zacchaeus away from God. To a point where he did not want to associate himself with the Jewish people. He turned his back on the Jewish people. He turned his back on God. And now he was living a life that was just one big mess. But yet, this sinner, Zacchaeus, he encountered Jesus. He encountered Jesus. And I believe when a sinner... Like you and me, because we're all sinners at heart. When we encounter Jesus, I believe a battle takes place in our hearts. And the battle is like this. Have you ever seen those movies where you've got the bad guys in the house? I don't know if they're dealing drugs or they're doing something. And then the feds come out and they surround them. And they're like, come out, you're surrounded. The bad guys, they'll try to hold out for a while. But in the end, the feds always win. Because... They're outnumbered. And when a sinner encounters Jesus, suddenly their sin starts to try to hold out. Their sin tries to get the better of them. But in the end, Jesus is so powerful, so mighty, and an encounter with Jesus is so much that in the end, that sin cannot hold on to that person's heart much longer. Because when Jesus comes, lives are changed. And Zacchaeus encountered Jesus one day, and his life was changed. And when we encounter God, I remember the day I encountered God for the first time. My life was changed forever. And Zacchaeus was the same. And this is what happened very quickly this morning. Zacchaeus found out when he encounters Jesus, Jesus calls your name. When you encounter Jesus, Jesus calls your name. We find here in Luke chapter 19, verse 5. It says, when Jesus came by... So when Jesus was walking by, he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus and called him by name. And he said, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. Now Jesus had never met Zacchaeus before. Zacchaeus had never met Jesus before. But yet Jesus knew who Zacchaeus was. Have you ever had somebody, you know, you've met somebody and they know your name, but you don't know them? It's kind of weird, isn't it? You're like, kind of... Scared, like, who are you, you know? How do you know me? It's kind of a part of the experience for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is sitting in this tree, and then suddenly Jesus calls his name and knows who he is. He's probably thinking, how does this man know who I am? How does he know who I am? And Jesus came. He called him by name. And when the rest of the people tried to avoid Zacchaeus, When his religious community tried to avoid Zacchaeus, Jesus acknowledged him. And I believe as a church, this is how we should be with people in our society. We're going to run across people who are sinners. We're going to run across people who are bad news. And when we want to walk to the other side of the road and we want to avoid them, Jesus is saying, no, I want you as a church to acknowledge them. Because I've acknowledged them. And when Jesus saw Zacchaeus, he didn't see someone who was a notorious sinner. He didn't see someone who had robbed people of their money 
extorted them uh, with their taxes. I believe that Jesus saw someone who had a precious soul that he loved. Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus is a man, he wanted to sit on the sidelines and watch. But I believe, and I've seen it time and time again, that when people sit on the sidelines and just want to watch Jesus or watch what's going on, suddenly Jesus calls them by name. They encounter him and Jesus thrusts them in the gate. And today there's thousands of people in our county who are just like Zacchaeus. They live a lifestyle that isn't honoring unto God. Yet Jesus knows their name. He knows their name. He, he knew your name even before you knew him. And he knows their name. And Jesus wants to encounter or wants them to encounter him. And all it takes is someone to climb a tree and Jesus to walk by. And Jesus will call their name. I don't know about you, but that's just comforting to me that Jesus knows me. In that video that we saw, Aaron said, God knows me. He knew me. He knew what I was going through. And God knows. He knows what you're going through. He knows what I'm going through. And today he may be walking by and saying, I know your name. Come down. The second thing we see is that Zacchaeus realized that an encounter with Jesus means much more than a passing moment. An encounter with Jesus means much more than a passing moment. Let's see what happened in in Luke 19, the last part of verse 5 and verse 6. After he said Zacchaeus, he says, Quickly come down, I must be a guest in your home today. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. He says, I must come and be a guest in your house today. There's one thing in this life I don't understand. It's this. Justin Bieber. I don't understand it. I don't understand what the phenomenon is with him. I don't understand why all the girls are like go crazy over him. But yet, if he's at a concert and there's some girl like on the front row, and he makes eye contact with that girl... Maybe he brings her on stage, you know, gives her a hug, gives her a little rose or something. I don't know. She's like, ah, you know, I mean, she's going crazy. Her, her night is made. But yet, she doesn't know Justin. And Justin doesn't know her. Justin is probably just doing it for a show. He doesn't want to get to know her. And in the same way, Jesus was like that in that day. People just wanted to look at Jesus. They wanted to make eye contact with Jesus. If Jesus just touched them, if Jesus said something to them, it was like some incredible thing. But yet, when Jesus made eye contact with someone, when Jesus touched someone, it was more than just a passing moment. It was more than just a feel-good thing. It was a life-changing encounter. And when Jesus comes along, He doesn't want to just make eye contact with you. He doesn't want to make you just feel good. He wants to come And stay in your life. And for him, for Zacchaeus, it was more than just a passing moment. See, he could have come down. He could have had a conversation with Jesus. And his life would have gone on as normal. But when you encounter Jesus, life does not go on as normal. Life does not go on as normal. And this encounter could have lasted a few minutes. And then it would have been over. But Jesus wanted more. And I believe that Jesus isn't one for shallow, polite conversations. 
The next thing we know is that Jesus, he's invited himself over Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus didn't invite him. He's like, I'm coming to your house today. And most of the, most of the ladies were like, oh, my house is a mess. But yet, he invited himself over to Jesus' house. Over to Zacchaeus' house. And I do not believe there's a chance encounter with Jesus. I believe that Jesus knew that he was going to go to Zacchaeus' house that day. I believe that Jesus knew that Zacchaeus would be in that tree. And I believe that that Jesus knew that this would be a life-changing encounter for Zacchaeus. Jesus wasn't interested in a passing conversation. He wanted Zacchaeus to have a chance to experience him. He wanted them to have a chance to experience him. And when you encounter Jesus, it is more than a passing moment. It's more than a distant memory. It is a life-defining moment that will change your life forever and for the better. So an encounter with Jesus means more than a passing moment. And finally this morning, I believe that Zacchaeus realized that an encounter with Jesus results in a life change. Results in a life change. We see in Luke 19, verse 8 to 9, it says, Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and says, I will give half of my wealth to the poor. Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Four times as much. You know, Zacchaeus, being a chief tax collector, he had robbed a lot of people. What the tax collectors did, they, they, uh, they got told by Rome exactly how much they needed to collect. Say 20%. But yet then the tax collectors then could charge whatever they wanted. So if they liked you, they would charge a lot. I mean, they, they, they probably would charge, I don't know, 25%. If they didn't like you, then they would probably charge 40%. And they would charge whatever they want. And they, and they just basically took advantage of the people. And so Zacchaeus had robbed many people. But yet, in one moment, in one encounter, Zacchaeus had a life change, and he chose to have a life change. I found this in in a commentary um, just about tax collectors, and I thought it was really interesting, and just uh, uh, about how the old religious law looked on people who robbed different people. And it says this. It says, Zacchaeus offered to give half of his goods to the poor and to repay four times anyone he defrauded. Built into this remark is a confession, a confession of wrongdoing for fraud. Thus, this remark evidences a repentant heart in Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus had a repentant heart. He was sorry for what he did. And listen to this. It says, legal restitution required adding 20% to what you would pay someone back. If you've got your Bibles, if you want to turn to Le- Leviticus chapter 5. Leviticus chapter 5 and verse 16. How many people love to read the book of Leviticus? Yeah, thought so. (laughs) How many understand the book of Leviticus? Wow. No, nor do I. But anyway, this is what it says. It says, you must make restitution for the sacred property you have harmed by paying the loss plus an additional 20%. When you give the payment to the priest, he will purify you with the ram sacrifice as a guilt offering, making you right with the Lord, and you will be forgiven. Basically, if you stole anything from anybody, 
you had to pay them back and then you had to add 20% on top. But if you stole anybody's sheep or goats or cattle, it was even worse for you. You didn't have to pay 20% back. In fact, Exodus 22.1 tells us you have to pay 40% back on top of what you stole from them. And here is this man, Zacchaeus, who comes, and due to religious law, he only has to pay 20% back on top of what he has cheated people out. He has admitted that he's done wrong, and by, and by Jewish law, he has to pay 20% back. But this is what Zacchaeus said. He says, no, I will pay 40%, four times as much as what I've stole from people. I will take the harsher punishment. That is what you call a repentant heart. That is someone who knows they have done wrong and they want to make a life change. He started to give his money to the poor. And in the end, Zacchaeus used his money for good instead of bad. He used it to help others instead of for selfish ambitions. And this is what happens when you encounter Jesus. Suddenly, the sin in your life just gets highlighted. How many of you have got pets or like pets? How many of you have ever switched out all all your lights in your house, got one of those black lights, and shined and see where all the marks, where your pets have been? My brother-in-law did it. He was shocked. He, like, kicked the the dogs outside. He's like, you're staying out there. Because what he did, he he switched out all the lights. He got this black light, and it illuminates where there's any kind of marks. And suddenly they've seen all these marks all over their house where their pets have been. And in the same way, when you encounter Jesus, it's like switching out the lights and suddenly a black light coming and highlighting all the stuff in your life. And it's not pleasant. And it's hard. And you think, how can I take this? Like, all this is in my life. And you have a choice. You can either go one way and say, forget it. I'm just going to continue. I'm bad enough as it is. Or you can be like Zacchaeus and says, no, I'm going to make a life change. And I'm going to give back what I've stolen. I'm going to use my life for good instead of bad. And when Jesus shows up, you start to see sin for what it really is. It's dirty, it's grimy, it's disgusting. And Zacchaeus saw this and made a life change. And a life that encounters Jesus is a life that turns its back on sin and is transformed into new Life in John 1, chapter uh, uh, in John chapter 1 and verse 10, it says this It says, Jesus came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to this, uh, he came to his own people, and they even rejected him. But all who believed in him accepted him and gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And a life that encounters Jesus is a life that is rebirthed, is reborn, reborn into something new. They become a new person, and Zacchaeus became a new person that day. Zacchaeus received new life. He was reborn as a new man, and the old was forgotten. And Jesus says, you are a son of Abraham. Come back into our community. Though you've been rejected by others, come back into our community. And then it says, 
finally. Jesus says, I've come to seek and to save those which was lost. Seek and to save those who are lost. Basically meaning, seek and save those who have just let life just get the better of them. Seek and save those whose sin has just come and eaten away at their lives. Seek and save those who have turned their back on me. Seek and save those who will live for themselves instead of for God. Seek and save those who are lost. And there are people like Zacchaeus in our county, in our community. They are hurting. They are broken. They are living a life that is destroying them. And Jesus has come to seek and to save those that was lost. And as a church, I believe our role as people who have encountered Jesus... We have encountered Jesus. Our role is now to find those people and then position them in the path that when Jesus walks by, he's going to call them by name. Something that we've, we've said before, and I didn't make it up. I stole it from someone else. But found people, find people. Found people, find people. And if you have encountered God and God has found you and called you by name, and made his place in your heart, then your role is to find others. Found people, find people. We have an opportunity over the next few months to find these broken people and to help them just be on the path where Jesus is walking. We're not going to convince them to follow Jesus We're not going to convince them to turn away from any sin in their lives. We're not going to convince them to repent. But Jesus, an encounter with Jesus will. And we have a chance over the next few months to do this. And like last week, we announced that we're going to be leaving this school on April 3rd. Our last Sunday here will be April 3rd. We're going to be going into the Regal Cinemas, uh, April 10th. And then on April 17th, we're going to have like a a, a launch. We're going to say that's going to be our, our kind of launch day in there. And it's going to be an opportunity to reach people. People who wouldn't normally go into a church, but they would go into a movie theater. It's a chance to to bring them and and, and find them and so that they may come across the path of Jesus. People like Zacchaeus may want to just stay on the sidelines and just look. But that's okay. Because if Jesus comes by and they encounter him, their lives will be changed. And all God is saying, find someone, let them climb a sycamore tree, and I'll do the rest. I'll do the rest. And so today, I don't know where you are in your life. You may be a Zacchaeus this morning. You may be like on the distant and looking in and thinking, I don't want to get too committed. But yet, when you encounter Jesus, you can't help it because he changes your life for the better. But yet, we have an opportunity to the church to find the Zacchaeuses of this world and introduce them to Jesus. And then their lives will be changed. Let's pray.